0: Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And I am so pleased to introduce you today to Farnoosh Brock, who is the author of The Serving Mindset. Farnoosh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm excited to be with you here today. Thank you for having me, Dr. Pillay.
0: Oh, absolutely. It is my pleasure. You know, When I found your book on Amazon as a top bestseller in its category, I was so thrilled that you said yes, because your topic, the serving mindset, happens to be probably my favorite topic. You are massively successful in your field, and it is an honor to learn from you. But let's start with what is the problem? Yeah, what is the problem, the core problem that your book and your philosophy solves in the world?
1: So, um, first of all, thank you for the gracious, gracious, kind words. Um, I wrote this book because I wish I knew this approach, this methodology, this way of thinking when I started my business. You know, mm-hmm. I like to think I am pretty driven and I, I learn things quickly. And my husband and I left our corporate jobs to start our business 10 years ago this month. Wow. And, wow. um, and what i could i could do everything but when it came to selling my services at the time it was just coaching i couldn't do it i didn't like making others feel sold to and you know over the years i can tell you this fact nobody wants to be sold to not even the most eager buyer in the world but they want to buy and we want to, at the end of the day, do business and have sales. So over the years, I experimented with many ways to stay in business because I wasn't going to go get a job. Not me, yeah. maybe my husband, but that was done with. So I yeah. had to make my business work, right? A very practical problem. And I had mediocre success. With traditional selling techniques, I will give you that, where you make people feel a little pressured, some scarcity, some persuasion, but I didn't feel good about it. And mm-hmm. I went into business because I wanted to enjoy and be aligned to my core values. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to treat others the way that I don't appreciate being treated, I don't like to be sold to, I can smell it a mile away, Yeah. Um, yeah. I was in conflict. And I know I could have just, you know, gritted my teeth and gone on with it. But why did I leave my corporate job where I was doing that? Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the serving mindset to answer your question, what problem am I solving? This is a problem where if you have a business, a product, or you're the brand in your career and you feel a little bit of inner conflict when it comes to doing the selling bit in that business then I want you to pause and ask yourself what about it makes you feel that way Mm -hmm. and how can you feel really good and still be able to get a yes a resounding yes from your potential clients and customers and can Mm -hmm. you have both and I believe with the serving mindset and a certain mindset of thinking You can have both, but it's very different from traditional selling techniques. And I can tell you personally, I have created the success that I dreamt about in my business, but I never sell. And so that is the problem that I solved for myself, first of all, but also for those who struggle with selling and refuse to go into business for themselves or just struggle. And, And I believe there is a way we can we can sell authentically or not even sell, but be of service and the right people will buy.
0: Wow. So, you know, for, first of all, I want to tell you that I couldn't agree more about the importance of shifting from sort of the traditional selling to, to right. this, you know, service mindset that you're talking about. And I can tell you that the problem is even worse in today's social media because you won't even know when people unfollow you and stop being interested. They'll just sort of vanish and you'll wake up and go, nobody's here, <laughs> you know, because all you've been doing is selling, you know. Um, so thank you for that, that focus. This is a powerful topic. Now, if I could ask you, can you give us a, a little history, a little story of how you became this focus on service and and this successful you know, business owner in this particular field and this author of this book. What is your story of becoming? How did you get here?
1: Story of becoming. I love that phrase. Um, Well, I had a successful corporate career for 12 years, you know, and um, the last four or five years, I just realized I wasn't happy. But then Mm. I kept going because, you know, what am I complaining about? Am I being ungrateful? Anyway, it reached a point where I realized I'm actually wasting my time in this path, this career path. So, And there's something else I need to do. And I had no idea what it was. And so I gave myself permission to explore. And I was lucky because at the time, my husband, my life partner, well, he's still my life partner, he (laughs) supported me. I couldn't have done it but on my own. I know you can, but I wanted one person to believe in me and support me because that shift in direction, going from employee to entrepreneur, going from doing this stuff in my employment, I was an engineer and a project manager, to now completely different things, yeah. writing books, creating content online, providing coaching services, very different, right? I needed that support but that was the evolution of the start of my business. And then as I shared with you earlier, I found my one struggle was to sell. And I became so curious about this because, you know, I am pretty ambitious and I'm not Mm going to apologize for it. (laughs) And I wasn't just going to be a mediocre success at business. Mm -hmm. No, I wanted to be really really successful and make a difference with my work leave mm-hmm. an imprint and i didn't believe the traditional selling techniques could get me there so for my own curiosity i wanted to figure out how are some people so successful and yet come across so authentic sincere genuine and they are they are also profitable to use your word yep. right yep. and they have happiness at least you know from the observations. And that led into this research and experimentation. And I can tell you, factually, I had struggled selling three-digit coaching packages, like mm. really struggled mm. with that. And I was thinking, if I go any lower by math, <laughs> doing the math, I would have to work hundred hours a week to make a fraction of my salary, like something was missing. Yeah. And now I have considerably higher packages And clients that return year after year that are happy to invest in their own growth and journey and get multiple times the ROI of the work. So when Mm -hmm. you shift your mindset, you shift the way you, you, the the people you attract, the circle that comes to you for service, for help, Mm -hmm. and you elevate yourself to a different level. And at the same time, you have to be able to say no, no thanks, or here is where you should go to people for whom you're not meant to do business, with whom you're not meant to do business. Yeah, You see, it's a huge process. But I started to just get really curious because Mm -hmm. I had to figure this out. And I was so passionate when I started to see success with serving versus selling in my own business that I laid the foundation of my book, The Serving Mindset which we were very fortunate to publish with our old publishers where I published my previous books. And um, I am here to share that message. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. No, this is so awesome. Um, You know, I told you that this is a topic that is very dear to my heart. And part of the reason is because of how difficult it has been for me to make the transition. Um, I wish I had the the book that you're going to share with us and some of the tools because for so many people, this is not easy. You know, I mean, you wake up and your natural instinct is I got to pay these bills or 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 I got to close this deal. You know, you know, sometimes people say you got to always be selling or always be closing or something. And this is like this is the way the world works, you think. So to shift to this place where it's like, wait, I got to like wait and put all that behind and just help even if I'm not going to get the deal. <laughs> that, that's hard. Yeah. Why is that so hard?
1: Why is that so hard? And, and, you know, okay, let's make a distinction there. Because think about somebody who comes to you and they are feeling pressure to close. Do you not feel that?
0: Yes, you do. That,
1: you do. Is yeah, that
0: attractive? You know what I've heard it called before? Commission breath. <laughs> they are wow, looking for I a commission. Yeah, yeah. They're looking right. for a commission. <laughs>
1: right. So to me that is the most unattractive way to build a relationship. It is self-driven. It is an agenda. And so as opposed to someone who genuinely is interested in helping you and they're willing to explore, they may or may not be the right person. So it's the difference between laying the foundation of trust. You say it's difficult And therefore, we are driven to close and pay the bills. I would argue it's more difficult to operate with the pressure to close and making others feel the way that you do, as opposed to this way, where you believe in what you're doing. You price yourself appropriately. Stop mm-hmm. discounting. Like if you can deliver, if you're really good at what you do, you price, you charge appropriately. I have a whole chapter on that. Mm-hmm. And then you need to really believe you are the expert and the right people will come to you. And if you're charging appropriately, then that this is a lot easier once you start yeah. doing this. Because you're building relationships. And I can tell you countless stories of how many times people may have said no to me in the past, but they send a friend, they send another business, other opportunities have come. They came back later to say yes. Wow! But that's because the relationship, especially right now during the pandemic, the Mm -hmm. relationship with people is your number one asset. Nurture that. And you will set yourself apart from the competition who is driven by their own agenda.
0: Yeah. You know, so, you know let, let, let's talk about that word relationship because, you know, it's, it seems to be right? something that a lot of people say, but I have a sense that you probably have some oh. deeper meanings around that word relationships in your book. And then tell us how you explain uh, how you help people through relationships and, and other tools in your book.
1: So um, let's let's get the context uh, right first. You know, if you're selling a $3 product, relationship building and the serving mindset is not going to be scalable for something like that. You need the right marketing and funnels, okay? But if you are selling a $10,000 coaching package or Mm -hmm. training program, now we are focused entirely on the foundation. Your foundation is deep trust, not mediocre trust like, I know him, I've heard of her. No, no, no. Like, I would recommend that person heartily because of the way they treated me the first time we interacted because I trust her. So when you build that level of trust, you know, I think you are making the rest of your business success easy because Mm. you're focused on what is the challenge really here for your organization? Are you looking to bring trainers on board now? No? Okay, great. How could I possibly be of service to you, if at all, in the future? And sometimes that's a no, but because of the way you focus on truly being interested and curious in Mm -hmm. others within a framework, right? Like we're not like running everywhere and trying to do that. It has to make sense. There has to be mutual interest to begin with. We're not being pushy. But let's say we are in a conversation, if you focus entirely on being curious and interested, while at the same time, knowing full well, when, if they want to engage with you, what that might look like, how you charge, how you get compensated. It's a different dynamic altogether. It's a different level. And people see that and feel that. And the right people want that. And the relationship continues to build from there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered your question, you asked you know relationships and trust. at least we gave it a context, right? Yeah yeah but the I... how to it is a skill you built. go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. No no and and I, I think you did address that because look, this issue of relationships when i when I look around, there are actually people mm-hmm. who are selling and very successfully selling the idea that you don't need any relationships. All you need is a large advertising budget um, you know and if you advertise on Facebook or YouTube or or Google, you meet somebody for one hour and you pressure and just psychologically manipulate them into saying, yes, (laughs) you know, there are people who are making millions of dollars doing exactly that. And while I don't subscribe Hmm. to it, how do we help people understand how damaging that really is?
1: Wow. I mean, you're right that it works. I'm not here telling you that advertising and pressuring and persuasion and scarcity tactics and manipulations don't work of course they work but and i i am not here to persuade anyone who believes that, that is the way to go to change their mind awesome. but if they are feeling like i just don't want to do this this doesn't feel good this is yeah. building stress in my life i don't like the person i am becoming wow. in this process mm. you know that was me i don't like the person i'm becoming i like to like myself in mm-hmm. 10 years. That's one of the reasons I left my corporate job. I was becoming this bitter, cynical woman. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't a path I was going to go. So, but I was making a lot of money. And so I think if, if, if your selling techniques are working for you, move on. Go listen to another interview from um, Dr. Pella's channel. Fine. <laughs> but if you feeling that inner struggle, which I was, I just want you to know advertising, marketing, persuasive, pushy tactics are not the only way to build a successful, profitable business. And I believe this other approach and mindset creates a different life experience and business experience for you. And for those that you impact, and perhaps this is a way that you are meant to go. Perhaps not. Does yeah. that make sense? That makes,
0: that makes all the sense in the world. And in fact, what I really like about that is you've identified mm. what I would call an ideal client, a high value client for you. Not everyone is going to subscribe uh, to this. But for those right. people, and, and I happen to be one of them, I love the way you say it. Um, how do you feel when you're done with all this? You know, Who are you becoming? I mean, that is just such a, a powerful way to put that. Um, I think you have an ideal client. Tell us more about your ideal clients, the people you serve um, or the companies you serve. What, what generally do they show up uh, like when you meet them?
1: You know, at the heart of it, especially right now, they resonate with the foundation of the serving mindset of being of deep service to those they serve. Right now, we are fortunate enough, fortunate enough my husband and I, to be working with corporate and universities we had an opportunity to help duke university with some training and so that made me so much more passionate about bringing my work to universities so there is that track we are working with corporations on corporate training but again it's the right corporation with a value system where they believe They want to invest in their people, in their employees before they even get to their customers, right? Mm. In the talent that is in-house, that is running the machinery of that organization. And that mindset needs to be there because growing the professional development of your people is really important in them doing a great job and also staying on with you. So I have a number of corporate training that I do, and then I do individual private client work. And that is, again, first of all, people have to resonate with my style. Yes. I do a lot of things, but the thing I do best is help people navigate really difficult stages of career or business, relationships that need to be nurtured and built to increase their level of influence and decision-making so they can create the future they want. That could be a tech executive in the last stages of their career Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: that Mm -hmm. needs to, you know, position himself uniquely because there's so much competition. That could be, and I've had, you know, a 24-year-old Microsoft employee who is one of my wonderful clients who Mm -hmm. is very early in her career, but believes in coaching and in you know, examining her mindset before she starts, um, you know, sets on the rest of her career. So again, it's the it's the value system and the belief system of the people and organizations that has to be there before we do work together. But those are sort of the three tracks. I'm also writing my fifth book, but we're not going to talk about that. It's way outside <laughs> the <this. laughs>
0: We'll have to schedule another podcast for that one, right? <laughs> You know, know, um, I wonder if, Farnush, if you could share with us some of your favorite stories that can show a before and after, you know, and obviously you don't have to use names if you don't want to, but what does success look like um, when someone has arrived at what you describe as the service mindset, the serving mindset, what does success look like? And can you share stories about that?
1: So it does go back to how they feel, but also what they create. So I love it when clients tell me, you know, I just had the best conversation. I could hear the coaching in my in my ears, and I was channeling it in the way we had practiced. Because you, you change the way you speak and the, 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 the way you use your voice. It, it helps you come across more confident. It helps you just show up in the way you know you can because you're eliminating all the roadblocks. But the success stories are not just, oh, I got a job. Of course that happens. But also who I was in that process and how confident I am about what I'm capable to do and how much bigger I'm thinking about myself and my career down the road. You know, I mean, those are some of the stories. From a corporate training or university training, it's really anything from you know what, I now see that I was identifying with this, whereas that's not really me, now I need to do this. It could be small things, but because I know how it evolves, I'm excited for them. You know, you don't get this stuff overnight. I mean, it's taken me 10 years and I still think I'm a beginner in my own work, Mm -hmm. but I'm also very good at it compared to people who don't know anything and they are in true beginner stages. And so when I watch them take those really difficult steps in the inner work, like really holding up a mirror, self-inquiry, how am I showing up? Why am I getting in my own way? But also, you know, the strategies that come with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm excited for them. So, I mean, I don't have any like one story. You know, I can tell you the outside success story of a VP of a mid-sized company who worked with me and now he's running a mid midsize company. Uh, Gaming company, he's the president, those jumps. But Mm -hmm. that is not how I measure the true Mm -hmm. success of my clients anymore. It's, you know, really the way they nurture their relationships, the way they change their impact Mm -hmm. on teams, on organizations, on companies, because that's what we need, right? We need leaders. We need more and more leaders right now, regardless Mm -hmm. of your title. I don't care if you're an individual contributor you mm-hmm. show up as a leader, mm-hmm. you impact your circle. And there is that effect, the butterfly effect, I think, where yep. then it you know, goes across. And so seeing ourselves as leaders, that shift in identity, if we can do that, we can elevate the experience of humanity over time. And so wow. I am measuring success differently. And every time I hear stories like that, it really excites me.
0: Yeah, no. no, no. And actually, I'm, I'm excited by two things you just said. You said that there's a whole category called the inner work. And yes. of course, there's the outer work that the, the things we see, but you're, you, you really help people begin at the right place with the inner work. Um, you know, one of the things I love to celebrate, and I love to learn from when I meet people like you is how you did your inner work and arrived at a place I like to call profitable happiness. You know, I I mean, I I think of it because I look at you, you know, beautiful smile. You're just ready for the world. You didn't show up that way from day one. You must have done your inner work. How did you how did you put together the things that make Farnoosh happy with the things that make Farnoosh profitable? How did you do that? (laughs)
1: Laughing because, I mean, I'm very humble and very transparent. And this is right now I am genuinely excited, happy, and I am a lot happier than I was in my corporate days. But how did I arrive there? Kicking and screaming and (laughs) resisting all the way. Like, this is not what I'm going to do. This is not how it's done. I am perfect already. What are you talking about? And you realize, (laughs) God, I, I really know so little about who I am And then a lot of reflection. Every time I learn something, I mean, I have walked my own talk. I have invested heavily with my own coaches, business coach, voice coach, life coach, you know, music teachers now. And it's all connected, by the way, what I learn in my piano lessons, what I learn in my yoga, my yoga mat, it's all connected to who I am and how I show up and how I make a connection with people. Mm. So it's been a journey. It still is. And. What I've learned a little bit is a perspective and also quick recovery. So what do I mean by that perspective? I can do a little bit of self analysis. Like today was actually a very stressful here at the Brock household Mm -hmm. because we had workers here all day and I don't like workers in my house. I'm sorry. I appreciate all the, (laughs) but I do not like workers and noise. And so I had a little bit of a meltdown because it reminded me of this other time where we had workers. However, I'm not proud of that. I am proud of the recovery with mm. my husband, with you know, quickly getting myself back together to show up here for you. Yep, yep. Or understanding, okay, this happened because this triggered this. Let me take better measures in the future so that doesn't happen. Next time we have these wonderful workers come to our house work do you see now that is growth i'm proud of i still make mistakes i still lose my temper once in a while but the recovery and perspective and nurturing my relationship with my husband that's i mean for me that's huge growth and it makes me like i have peace inside that i'm doing my best
0: yeah and you're you're doing your inner work as we we all have to do i mean I, you know you mentioned music and piano, and I want to learn more about that so just just give me a second okay. here because I'm a musician, and I have spent a lifetime yeah. trying to do that inner work of connecting my happiness with with my my business and I finally done that it as you said, it takes years it's not easy um but no. tell us about hmm. music. Are you a musician uh have you always no. been a musician or are you just starting no. <laughs>
1: During the pandemic, I decided I need to emerge as a better person. And so I've been doing this and that with, you know, volunteer work in my work, all that. But we have a gorgeous piano and my husband quit playing a while ago. And I've walked by my gorgeous piano for about 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I decided I will sit down at this beautiful instrument and learn it. And so I hired a teacher, I practice an hour a day. I wow. don't care where it goes, but I am making friends with that piano. And, wow. um, and I think it's, it's, it's another layer. I mean, we are complex as human beings. You need to learn to appreciate different layers of yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm a total beginner, 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 but who cares? Yeah. I am loving it. And it is helping me get more, I don't know, maybe more, the timing itself, right? The timing is really hard. But it's helping me just tune with how much I'm in, rush all the, in a rush all the time. Can mm-hmm. I slow down? If I slow down at the piano, maybe I can slow down over here and over here. And is that going to improve my experience of life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So
0: You know, you, you know anyway. I... I... You know, I suspect that you are building a relationship with that piano because you're taking your time. You're not you're not stressing out the outcomes. You know, you're basically putting the serving mindset (laughs) a little bit in that relationship right now Um, regarding the the, regarding the serving mindset. um, First of all, do you have any projects that are coming up promotional or something you're excited about that you can share And, and how can people best connect with you and with your book?
1: Yeah, so um, we're very excited. We just got, um, we booked a keynote speech for a live uh, uh, conference coming up in July here in North Carolina. Uh And so I am excited because every time you get on the stage to talk about something you really believe in, you have the opportunity to inspire someone. I mean, my goal is to inspire one person every time I get on the stage because one person can go inspire many more. And so I don't want to pressure myself, but I know that I have the opportunity to do that. So I'm excited about preparing for that. Um, We are offering our corporate training programs, which is all based on the serving mindset to different organizations, companies, and we're getting momentum there, really good results. And of course, you know, I'm also bringing it to universities beyond Duke University And so, you know, all of it is again the foundation, the core of it is the serving mindset, but the applications of it are different, right? Mm -hmm. And so I help people apply to their business, to their career, to their transitions, what have you. And so I'm excited about all of that. Yeah. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we should we should find out also how people can get a hold of you, what your best channels. Well, I'll include the LinkedIn, but maybe you can share a website. But before I have you do that, I want to just say that you are a multifaceted, just talented individual. You go from selling and, and service to piano playing and to, you know, working on your internal mindset when the workers are in the house. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just Lighting up the world with your your presence. It's a powerful thing.
1: So kind. Thank you. And the same for you. I mean, the excitement you're bringing and combining the music element and your work here on the podcast, creating a platform to inspire so many. Thank you, Dr. Pelle.
0: Thank you. Now, How can people best get a hold of you?
1: You know, I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's probably the only social media platform where I am active. I put out content. So Farnoosh Brock, connect with me or follow the work. But um, I do have two websites: prolificliving.com, my original website, where I talk mostly about my uh, coaching, and then farnooshbrock.com, if you want to visit cool. our website there. Um, and um, and you know, more than anything, reach out to me. Tell me that you heard this podcast and what inspired you, and what might you do. Or what, how might you think differently as a result of our conversation here today? Because that would make us so happy that we have had this conversation and there has been an impact, a positive impact as a result.
0: You know, I'm going to actually include some of that call to action in our notes because I have to tell you, you know, it's such a breath of fresh air to not be talking about do this little tactic and get people to say yes this way. And it's like none of that manipulation you're talking about higher things here in service, and I really appreciate
1: that. Of course. I mean, if you if you attract someone into your circle, those things may come about, they may not. But that's not the agenda here, yeah. right? I am beyond busy, right? Like, I'm not <laughs> here to say, we'll sign up for my program. No, that's not attractive. Let's yeah. connect. Let's see if we can inspire them and then business opportunities will evolve organically. And um, as long as you nurture that deep trust in relationships, it will change your world. And you do that very well, Dr. Pelle. I've actually been saying no to podcasts, but I took one look at you and your energy. I was like, this is a yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> have, a, have a very wonderful day and enjoy those piano lessons. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit DrPillai.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.